appreciate, uh, appreciate Ken and Andrew jumping in this weekend. Had to make a few changes even last minute, and, and uh, we are all kind of keeping our eye on the sky together, and uh, appreciate them putting in the time and, and making that happen for today. Well, uh, we are wrapping up a short series in the book of Psalms. Um, if you haven't been with us, basically 150 different poems or songs or uh, kind of a compilation of things that were designed to give God's people words when there were no words, right? Uh, through all of the different seasons of life, all the different things that people experience, this is how you can pray, this is how you can sing, this is how you can interact with God, especially in those moments where you're not sure what to say and not sure how to interact. Uh, and the first week we talked about uh, psalms that were hymns. Songs of pure praise, not based on any circumstances. No matter, it didn't matter if things were high or low. You're you're simply repeating back to God and declaring to Him things that He's revealed to you about Himself. Where you're saying, you know what? This is what you've told me. I believe it's true, and now I'm going to say it back to you, sing it back to you, declare it back to you as an act of praise. Just a song of pure praise, not based on any circumstances. And then last week we got into Psalms of Lament, where. We find out that in our relationship with God, we have the ability, we have the freedom, we have the, the privilege of being brutally honest with God in the midst of our relationship with Him, and He craves that from us. But even in the midst of that, in the midst of a lament, almost every single psalm of lament finishes with, but, and there's hope. So even when we don't know all the answers, even when we're not sure, even when we might be angry at the world, at ourselves, maybe even angry at God for whatever reason, we can be honest with him but walk away knowing that all we're really left with is the chance to place our hope and trust in him, even in the midst of our lament. And so today we're going to wrap that up, and, and, and as we get into the third category today, I want you to, to kind of picture this, this journey almost like uh, a typical pattern on Facebook um, not angry and cynical, not that one, uh, since uh, that's kind of how things have been lately. Uh, but most of the time, we post just because, right? Nothing really going on. We're just kind of stating the obvious. I'm good. She's good. We did this today. I observed that today. There's nothing super high, nothing super low. You just post because. That's kind of like our hymns, right? It's not based on circumstances, high or low. We praise just because. But then... Uh-oh, now I'm posting because something's not right. This happened at work. That's going on with my parents. There's something in the news that's really frustrating me. This isn't right. It's not good. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm, uh, I'm furious. We need help. We need prayer, etc., etc. Clearly based on some negative circumstance. That's like our psalm of lament, right? So we're, we're being brutally honest. We're being raw. There's glimmers of hope, but at the same time, there's something that's not right. The final category comes from the perspective of someone who's on the other side of that experience. Lots, lots of exclamation points, lots of emojis, lots of gifts of kids dancing and just goofy little things. You see some of those things going around. There's that rush of adrenaline at the end of a difficult journey. And today, that's a psalm of thanksgiving. So I want to give you an example in Psalm chapter 30. And this is what David says in Psalm 30. It says, I will exalt you, Lord, for you rescued me. You refused to let my enemies triumph over me. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you restored my health. You brought me up from the grave, O oh Lord. You kept me from falling into the pit of death. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes, comes with the morning. 
When I was prosperous, I said, nothing can stop me now. Your favor, O O Lord, made me as secure as a mountain. But then you turned away from me, and I was shattered. I cried out to you, Lord. I begged the Lord for mercy, saying, what will you gain if I die, if I sink into the grave? Can my dust praise you? Can Can it tell of your faithfulness? Hear me, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Help me, O Lord. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy that I might sing praises to you and to not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. And so a psalm of thanksgiving is celebrating God for delivering us through a season of lament. And you can kind of see the basic structure of of these psalms of thanksgiving right here in chapter 30 where step one you remind everyone of what you were going through, right? You remind yourself, you remind people around you, you remind God, this is what I was experiencing. I was in a season of lament. I was struggling. I had questions. I was angry. This is what I was in. But then you declare to everyone what God did for you in the midst of that season to bring you out of that season. And and so what we end up with are very similar expressions to what we see in a hymn. God, you're powerful, you're just, you're holy, you're a deliverer, you're a provider, you're creator. All of those things still true. All of those things very similar to what we would sing in a season where we're just kind of at our natural state of worshiping God, except in this time, all of those things were applied to us in a very personal way. All of those characteristics, all of those things that we sing back to God were put on display on your behalf in order to benefit your life, and your situation. Uh, Psalm 18, uh, this is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It's a a psalm of thanksgiving. That's now it starts in these first 15 verses or so. Um, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He's my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. And this, like, it kind of feels like a hymn, right? Just declaring to God these awesome things. But then it kind of explains. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. So we have some circumstances that are leading to these expressions. The ropes of death entangled me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary my cry to him reached his ears. Then the earth quaked and trembled. The foundations of the mountains shook. They quaked because of his anger. Smoke poured from his nostrils. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth. Glowing coals blazed forth from him. He opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. Mounted on a mighty angelic being, he flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. This is pretty awesome stuff. He shrouded himself in darkness, veiling his approach with dark rain clouds. Thick clouds shielded the brightness around him. And so he's, this, this feels like a hymn, right? This feels like, man, I'm just going to tell God how awesome he is. But then as it finishes verse 15, the foundations of the earth were laid bare. He reached down from heaven and rescued me. And so it takes a very personal turn. It's not praise just because. It's not worship just to declare back to God what he's revealed about himself. It's everything that you would find in a hymn, except it's very personal. It was all for me. 
And so in that way, a psalm of thanksgiving becomes a psalm of reorientation. If you remember uh, at the beginning, a hymn is a psalm of orientation, right? Everything is oriented in our lives the way just kind of its natural state, nothing up, nothing down. When our heart is at its natural state, it's oriented towards God. But then we have a psalm of lament where we're disoriented. Something is out of whack. And so a psalm of thanksgiving is a psalm of reorientation because we've seen God move in a powerful way on our behalf, and it reorients our hearts back to that natural state where it belongs. Something was pushing us in the wrong direction. Some circumstance was uh, putting us in a place that we didn't want to be, but then God intervened. And so now it kind of brings us back to that natural state of a hymn, to an above and beyond celebration, not only because of who he is, but because of what he's done for us in a very tangible way. And the cool thing is, as we read these psalms of thanksgiving, we're given a very important reminder. As we see the words that David uses and other psalmists use in their psalms of thanksgiving, we're reminded that throughout life, we need to give credit where credit is due and not be shy about it. Give credit where credit is due and don't be shy about it. Psalm 107, first couple verses, and then I'm going to jump to verse 8. Psalm 107 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. And so a psalm of thanksgiving is not, it's easy to look at this as the opposite of a psalm of lament. Like when things are really bad, I'm lamenting, and then when things are really good, it's thanksgiving. But no, a psalm of thanksgiving isn't the opposite of a lament. It's simply a natural conclusion to a story that's being written and directed by God, but being lived by you. When God moves, when his power is on display, when he provides, when we see what he's capable of, and all of that happens for us in a very personal way, we have to give him the credit because that's where it's due, and we're not to be shy about it. So how do we, how do we live out a psalm of thanksgiving? I, I have some tips for you on how to kind of express a psalm of thanksgiving, even aside from just reading one and, or singing. Um, now, these aren't, I don't have Bible verses for these. This isn't going to be like John 3.16, go tell your mom thank you, right? This isn't going to be that kind. But hopefully, I, think, I think these are, uh, I think they're wise. They're, they're practical based on different things that I do see in Scripture. So um, some ways to express a thank you in real life, Okay. First, this one will seem kind of obvious, but, but I think you need to say thank you out loud, both privately and publicly. Say thank you out loud, both privately and publicly. So privately, that's you and Jesus, right? That's where, wherever you take that time, whether it's in your car or in your bedroom, in your study, wherever you have that time, even if it's not like a dedicated quiet time, Find a time where you can verbally, out loud, say thank you to Jesus for putting his power on display on your behalf, okay? That's thank you privately, but then publicly. There's a lot of ways to do that. That's out loud. That's to your neighbors. That's to your family. That's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. Take out a full-page ad in newspapers which no longer exist, right? Find some way to express your thanks privately and publicly, okay? 
That's the easiest one. That's the most normal one. But here's number two, a way to live out a psalm of thanksgiving. I want to challenge you to bless those who blessed you in your season of lament. Find a way to bless those who blessed you in your season of lament. Because God answered your prayer, right? He, he delivered you, and his power was on display for you, but he also used people to pray for you, to encourage you, to meet your needs, to keep you going when you didn't want to keep going. In the midst of your lament, there were people who blessed you in some way. So find a way to turn around and bless those who blessed you in the midst of your lament. Go back to those servants and bless them. And I'm not even talking about cash, right? This isn't like, hey, thanks for praying for me. Here's 50 bucks. Go buy yourself. I'm talking about get, get creative, right? Find some way to bless them because they blessed you and kept you going in the midst of your lament. So say thank you privately and publicly. Find a way to bless those that God used to encourage you and keep you going in the midst of your lament. And then this is the third one. This, I admit this is a little bit weird. This is going old school, Old Testament. Okay? Offer a sacrifice. Now, if you throw your dog on an altar and shed blood, that's not coming from me. Okay? That was not my idea. I did not suggest that. Don't be weird. Okay? But offer a sacrifice. Simply give up something of legit value as an act of thanksgiving. Give it away. Sell it and give the money away. Or burn it. That was a very common practice throughout the Old Testament, a way of thanking God for something amazing, for deliverance, for provision, taking something of tremendous value, placing it on an altar, and simply burning it and allowing that aroma to be an offering of thanksgiving to God. Whatever you do, if you choose this form of thanksgiving, it should hurt. Again, we're not cutting things. We're not burning like living things. You're not right. Like we're not going to do anything weird. Like if you're watching at home on Facebook Live, I'm not authorizing you to sacrifice an animal or your finger. Okay, now we're good, right? So it's a season of liability here in America, right? We got to get everything out there. So whatever, but it should hurt if you're going to offer a sacrifice of Thanksgiving in the Old Testament. It was the first fruits of their harvest, the best of the best. It was a spotless lamb. It was the best of their pigeons. It was a healthy calf. Why? Because those things were extremely valuable for their work, for their family, for their future, right? And so God said, it has to be something legit. All of those things were valuable things that they would take and offer as a sacrifice to God. So it might be just kind of a new slash old way to express thanksgiving to God if he has brought you through a season. But the big thing is when God delivers us, right? Because we all have those seasons where we're experiencing a season of hymns where, man, God, you're just good, right? I'm just going to sing this. There's nothing great. There's nothing bad. It's just you're awesome. Here's this, right? And then we have those seasons. Many of us have had those recently with just the events of the last few months and different things going on. We've lost relatives. We've lost jobs. We've had issues with our kids and just issues with life. And, and we have those seasons of lament where it's like, man, God, I am ticked right now. And some of it's at you, right? And I got these questions you're not answering. And I don't know why I'm experiencing it. We have those seasons. And that's great. We can be honest with God. But then God comes through. He answers the prayer. He provides. He takes care of a need. 
He brings healing to a relationship. He gives you clarity when there was none, right? And God puts his power on display for you in a very personal way. And we say thank you because we need to give credit where it's due, but don't be shy about it because that's where the true impact lies. Let's pray. God, we love you and uh, thank you for this time together. Thank you for each family. Thanks for all these cute little kids that are running around and just enjoying the day. Uh, God, thanks for our church family and the freedom that we have to gather, uh, the space to gather. And God, as these weeks continue, I pray that you would continue to work. God, in whatever form your word is being preached around this world, um, in whatever way it is heard, I pray that it would continue to have the impact that it's had for thousands of years. Change lives, change families. And God, just thanks for the opportunity to be a part of it in some small way. We love you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed. Thanks for coming out, guys.